Welcome back to episode 10 of the GG Podcast. This is your host, Old Man Jesus, here with the Charmander himself, Mr. E. What's going on, bro? What's up? So it turns out we were wrong. Uh, it's Charmander before Squirtle. I'm going to let you go through the evolution <laughs> of Charizard, and then I'll fix it after. I love how you said we in that discussion when it's you. <laughs> I asked you, and you said, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, no. <laughs> What's up? Not that much, bro. How you been? I've been good. It was a, it was a pretty good week um, oh, in general. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, quite a lot to talk about, actually. Yeah, some good stuff. Some some stuff that, you know, I got to stop overhyping myself. Uh, I was so Jesus, I've been I telling know. you this so many times that stop being a sucker for everything. I know. But before I get that, let me just hype up a little game of him that <laughs> yeah, I just tell, beat. Tell me what you're uh, playing. I think we talked about it last time, but uh, Just Shapes and Beats on Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. I beat it. Oh, and how, what'd you think? What's what a game? lovely game. Like, I loved it. And now I listen to that soundtrack when I clean because it's just such a good soundtrack. Wow. Uh, I love how some of them sound like Mega Man. One of them reminds me of Donkey Kong 3. Like, the music has just been great. And one of my friends, the way he described it, I think it's the perfect description of that game. And now I think that should be a genre. And he called it uh, a playable visualizer. Like, you know, when you're, you're listening to music and that visualizer is just jumping around. It's that, except you're playing in it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a really good description. Wow. Zang. What a, zang. What a great description. <laughs> I've even tried it yet. See, like no, once you no, try no, it, you're going to eat those words and come back. And you're gonna be like, I, have, oh. I have a list of games I'm going to buy. And that is on my list. And it's okay, up there that, on my list. That one is free on, on Stadia Plus. Okay. And there's one last thing. Can I just what? say how cool it was? Because if I found out that game has multiplayer. Yep. So I tell my friend about it. He's like, oh, there's multiplayer. I'm like, yeah, we should play. He immediately just logged in, got it on Stadia, jumped in, and we were playing together. No downloading, no waiting, no nothing. So say what you will, that's a really cool experience where you just tell someone about something and then they instantly start playing with you, you know? So that's what I've been doing, brother. That's what I like about it too, actually, that um, that it has, I love games like that where you can just jump in. It's always so satisfying. What about you? What are you playing? Um, I beat all my games. I am at the tail end. I'm actually just about beaten Paper Mario. Um, I uh, <laughs> beat all my games, but here's the game that I'm playing right? for the last three uh, weeks. Yeah, for literally the last three weeks, just been busy. But I've been playing other games as well. Uh, mostly been playing a lot of Street Fighter, but I'll talk more about Street Fighter later. Um, I really like Street Fighter Collection on the Switch. It is so much fun because um, I travel a lot for work uh, locally. And so it's kind of cool just playing these games on your handheld sometimes because i grew up with these games i'm a big fighting game fan and i know that that everybody has that one switch experience where they're like oh i can't believe i'm playing skyrim like you know in a train or something like that right well i had that i finally had that switch experience when i was traveling to uh, like pretty far away and i'm like i can't believe i'm playing street fighter alpha 3 or whatever on this handheld and i can switch over to any street fighter game that's pretty cool but um, but back to Paper Mario, I beat that. I'll give a kind of a full analysis next time. Um, but it's going to be more Nintendo philo- Nintendo's philosophy on their games um, because I have that's going to tie into something I'm going to talk about later. Uh, but the game that I am hyped for um, that kind of poked its head is actually uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, How Shad- funny! Shadowlands. I so I got to remind. So I have this. Uh, I, I send myself calendar reminders for games that i'm hyped for and randomly i got the calendar reminder uh that i must have set for myself a long time ago about shadowlands so i got the reminder i'm like oh my gosh yeah i was into that game i kind of forgot about it to be honest with you 
and uh not a lot of information has been out yet i'm sure because of everything that's going on but it's still uh stated to come out this year it technically should have been out pretty pretty soon actually but it doesn't have a release date and um but i gotta be honest you know if this continues that could be the itch game i get that i can sink some time into and just kind of do more of like the pve stuff i'm not big on wow guys um i just play very casually but it's still you know a nice little time sink that um it seems like a, a fun interest and it looks like it's going back to legion which i was a fan of so yeah I'm, I'm kind of hyped for it you know i have my eye on it it's not a day one for me but i definitely have my eye on it it's funny because i know two people that just started playing again but they're actually doing the european server thing where i guess someone made a, a free version totally uh knowledge you know what i mean but uh, the funny thing is that one you gain experience seven times as fast and then you can buy items so people just pay to level up their armor and stuff so it's just it was funny hearing that from them this week and now I hear you going back to wow it's like oh what a coincidence but now let me throw a curveball at you that did make me think of that story that broke uh, I think last week where a whole bunch of Blizzard employees started putting their wages have you heard about this into an Excel file yes. and sharing it among, amongst themselves oh, yeah I read about that yeah and so then people were realizing that people the, the pay disparity was huge between some of the positions. And, you know, of course, they put the CEO's pay in there. So it, it's kind of been like a rallying cry for the employees to work together. And now it it's almost sounding like they're all going to try to unionize or make sure they all get a some kind of raise to put pressure on Blizzard, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know about the unionized thing. I think that might be like an article stretch, you know, but I would love if they did unionize. But um, I would love if a lot of video game companies unionize, actually. But um, the I did hear, and I don't know if this is also an articles piece where they're saying that they're actually planning to uh, spread the cut across the board. So it's more evenly distri- uh, distributed depending on how much they earn. Uh, which I can see happening because, we'll see. I mean, you know, yeah. But it's also a shame that, you know, if there are pay cuts in the industry that, you know, that it's not it, that A, there are that many and B, that it's like like that where the top executives aren't cut and then like the line em- or the, you know, lower employees are cut a significant amount. But, uh, you know, anyway, uh, that is an interesting thing to bring up. Anyway, to derail you again, there was another big news this week. A little something that you overhyped, but I kept my expectations clear on. Oh my god! That was a PlayStation event. Oh, you're so funny, Jesus! <sighs> break it down for everybody. I, I saw it. I was yeah. It was. It was not a bad event. Okay, so they. I think they themselves did the best they could to make sure people didn't get overexcited. They said, "Look, there's going to be no PlayStation no. Five hardware or price no. announcements. This is strictly for PlayStation I- Four with some playstation 5s and there was some cool stuff on there i don't want to uh, down downplay it too much i just got too big on the hype where they said a huge franchise was going to come back and yeah. there was nothing there was but there bad. there is some things there i do want to talk about though yeah but i do disagree i think the tone was was you know again it was miscom- miscommunicated i, I think i don't think they, i think they doubt they tried down playing it last minute well, let's discuss everything that was on the show real quick. And then we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of we'll touch on the stuff. If you don't want to talk about it, we'll skip it. But uh, one of the biggest announcement, I think, was, of course, the, they showed off Crash Bandicoot 4, extended gameplay and all of that. And I think that looks great. That looks really, really good. I'm yeah. just not in the mood for a uh, platformer right now, so have I probably won't get the, it. Uh, have you played the remake? The, uh, I have not. It's really I just, good. I know, but I just don't have that itch right now for platformers. Okay. 
not, not a but that inverted mode at the end looked really cool and all of that so very exciting mm-hmm. that's uh october 2nd this year yep the big one was hitman 3 uh another big one uh where they announced that the entire game will be playable in vr <laughs> which is pretty crazy yeah it's pretty cool yeah so it looked cool that. what was that i must have missed that bit of information uh can you elaborate yeah, so they did. They showed the game off, you know, and then they did the thing where it zoomed in on him, and then you're walking around with oh, your right, hands, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's you're playing in VR, and they, and then we thought, oh, it's a VR mode, like a one-off, but they confirmed that it's the entire game in VR, which is crazy impressive. We'll see how that plays though. I don't know if that's going to be more fun or more frustrating. Um, then Braid Anniversary Edition was a surprise announcement. I played a little bit of that, but I never got into it. But I know it's one of the most beloved uh, indie games that came out back then when that first wave was hitting. So I, I plan to try that out. Cool. And then uh, the Pathless. What'd you think of that? Did you see that one? That's the one yeah. where she's sliding around with the arrows. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it looked for me it would look like the best one. So at first I wasn't I wasn't vibing on it because I was like, is this just a sliding game where you're just sliding? Uh, yeah. But now I understand. Oh, this looks like uh, a take on Shadow of the Colossus where you're just taking down bosses and it's going to be different versions of the sliding around to, to beat them. Mm-hmm. And w- when that screen went red too, during the red phase, that was one of the coolest looking things on there. And I think that's going to look amazing if you have like a HDR TV or anything like that. Yeah. Again, I'm not, wasn't blown away by a lot of what I saw graphically, but you know, we touched base on that. So I'm just saying again, I, I am disappointed by most of the games, but um, I did think that, uh, you know, Godfall was interesting, but Pathless was definitely the one that I'm like, well, this looks, int-. I thought that that was a fresh take for me that I, I enjoyed. Yeah. The, uh, the next one, Spelunky 2 looks great, but again, that's just the game I never clicked with. Did you ever play that? Spelunky? No. I just uh, it, everyone loves that game where it has a huge following I just couldn't get into it so I'm excited for everyone to get to play that uh, Star Wars uh, Immortal was there uh, they episode one's coming to PlayStation VR yep. it's already on the other VR console so this is just nice for them um, they're getting an expansion to control mm-hmm. there was a super weird uh, hood outlaws and the legends yeah. I thought it was I thought it was gonna be uh a Robin game, not Robin. What was that guy? He steals from people, not Baskin Robbins. <laughs> uh, uh, you mean uh, uh, Robin Hood? Hood. Yeah. So it, it seems like uh, almost like a team-based type of elimination game like that. Mm-hmm. And then Godfall, they showed this is the longest impression we've got of Godfall so far. Looks cool. It looks much better than the last trailers they've showed. Yeah, so, so it's a little rough, but yeah. Well, it looks better now, right? And it's funny because someone was like, wait, why are they showing... 1080p for this trailer and all their other trailers were 4k so that was just an interesting choice to do that there because now it's going to make people go back to like is it even going to look good yeah uh they described it as it's a looter slasher Mm -hmm. so it's basically destiny but with only swords so I'm into it. I'll try it out. That seems great. Really, and I actually really reminds me not to cut you off. It really reminds me of a game. Actually, um, what's that game? It, it's a very niche a game. Um, it has like Dark Siders. Oh yeah, like that, but with only swords. Uh, yeah, th- but that's what Dark Siders. I think they have more, a little bit more than swords, but it's more. They, it's mostly sword weapons in Dark Siders, and that's what it reminded me of a lot, actually. So we'll see how long and what type, how that gameplay feels. But I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then I saved this one for last. It's gonna sound like a joke, but follow me here. Yeah. Uh, Bug snacks. Oh. So 
we actually got to see gameplay of Bugsnax, and I will admit it does not look or play anything like I thought oh, it was God. going to. Uh -huh. I thought it looked pretty fun. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it so, could be. Go ahead. I'm Sorry. Just, I, I'm just like, no, I, I, you, you were talking. You can finish your thoughts. Let me sell you on it. To me, this is what it looked like. It looked like almost like a mix of Dark Cloud with city building. Uh, like where you're doing quests and that's unlocking the city and evolving as you go. It looked I, like Pokemon, but in third person because you're collecting these things. And I thought it was just going to be you walk around with a net like Ape Escape and you hit him or something. But he's like legit throwing these traps and like timing it to catch them and using lures. It's like Pokemon Snap in that way where you have to use certain lures, certain things to trigger events to catch them. And again, I thought that I thought you were just going to click and you capture them. But it's like... There's one where there's a buck snack flying through the air and he throws it and he times it as it's falling to hit it in the air. And I'm like, wow, that seems a lot harder than I anticipated. So, I, you know, I'm curious now. I went from like, oh, this is a fun joke game, like like uh, Octodad, to like, oh, they're trying to legit make this a video game. Might actually be playable, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it looks like crap. <laughs> I'm not even just trying to say that to be a hater. I really think this looks really bad. Will it be fun? I don't know, but I, I think a lot of it just looks bad. <laughs> I can't believe this is a PS5 game. I think it's that bad. It it's a PS4 like, game. Uh, well, it's, it's it has PS5 on it, so I'm just saying. It looks like a cr very crappy PS4 game. I know that the, the developer, you know, no, I can't even make that excuse for them. It just, I, I guess I'll get my hand on, hands on it and see what I think. I'm sure I'll play it, but. Yeah, but I think we're back at that phase where people, like graphics are no longer what you need. Like a big example of that is another huge game I forgot to bring up that I'm playing right now. And it's just all over Twitch if you've been on there at all. And that's Fall Guys. Fall Guys came out free PlayStation Plus. You can buy it on Steam for $20. Yeah. And that just, everyone is talking about that game right now. Yeah. Reminds me of when, uh, the PlayStation Plus uh, uh, Rocket, League. Rocket League came out, exactly. And people were all on board for that. And that game's graphics are not nothing to write home about, you know? But it's just really, really fun. Yeah. So I think it has that kind of I mean, I don't want like, to sound like we're backpedaling because we've, we've talked a lot about extensively about graphics. And I think it's important for just gamers like you and I. I'm not, I can't speak about the audience. You know what I mean? So graphics are important for us, I would say, as, as just as anecdotally between you and I. So yeah, and it can say, it could add to the experience. Yeah, and I, I'm just saying that, like you know, from what I'm saying for the PS5, I can't say so much for the Series X because you know I haven't seen a ton, but for the PS5, I haven't been blown away. But that's again, I don't want to retread things I've been speaking of. Um, that's another subject. But Bug Snacks is something that I'm just like, wow, this does not look good by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, your comparison to Dark Cloud is interesting. It reminds me more of like. I can see how you're saying Pokemon, but it doesn't, I don't get quite Pokemon. It does remind me more like, uh, like Ape Escape meets like Minecraft meets like almost like Animal Crossing, like with the art style. Um, and I feel like that's more of what they were going for actually, that like weird friendly, but kind of not creepy in a way look. Um, but yeah, we'll Let see. me ask you this though, if I may. Yeah, go for it. Let's say it comes out. It is like Pokemon where you were capturing all these things and that the capturing ends up being really, really fun. Okay, just just uh, as a thought experiment. At that point, do you think that Pokemon's excuse that it won't work in 3D goes away? I don't know what you're asking, to be honest. Like right now, I feel like the the reason they don't make Pokemon in 3D, like 3D, like like where you're walking around sure. an actual world like that, sure. is because the capturing of the Pokemon, just throwing a Pokeball, is not fun. 
just battling them and doing that, you can do that in 2D. So a system like this where your Pokemon's battling, but you're doing other things to try to capture them. Like, oh, you can't just capture uh, Vespaqueen. You have to first use a lure like Pokemon Snap to put honey and then knock them out of the tree. Then you battle them and capture them or something like that. Yeah, you know? no, I thought I don't know. I don't think that uh, Bug Snacks is going that route, Jesus. I think Bug Snacks is actually going the route of like where every monster there's different. It's almost like think of like a, like like an action game where like the layout of like the goal is to kill an enemy and you have all these weapons to do so. But like the core of what makes the game interesting is already in place. Otherwise, you're just killing something and it's not fun. I think that's more of what they're going for, where it's like, you know, you can capture these monsters many different ways. Um, but it's more of the, the core of everything else that makes the game more interesting, you know. And I'm sure hunting the monsters like Monster Hunter, you know, is is fun. Don't get me wrong in its own way. But I don't think it's going to be anywhere as elaborate as like where the monsters have their very mo own personalities and nothing more than just setting some traps up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll wait to see. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is game of the year. I'm just saying it might catch people off guard that it looks way different than you expected. So if the last thing you heard about this game was that the song was really catchy or whatever and the jokes, maybe watch the new trailer and see if this is something that, that's up your alley. And don't forget to quote Jesus that he loves this game and he's hyping it up. And bug snacks. So let's switch up real quick to a, some some news that I think was frustrating personally. Yeah. And that was uh, during this time we also find out, you know, because the big Avengers uh, oh, right. beta was this weekend. Everyone seems to be really high on it. Mm -hmm. But we also got the big news that it was confirmed that Spider-Man is a PS4 exclusive. And I, even though I'm getting it on PS4, I'm really disappointed with that. I, I don't like that at all, and I hope I hope that it's just a short-timed exclusive and not a full lifespan exclusive, because to me, Spider-Man is one of the most beloved characters, and if you're Robin, like, a huge chunk of the player population from playing that hero, to me, that's just frustrating. I totally agree with you. Um, maybe not to that extent, but I would argue that from this week, from everything, all the forums I've been on, that got some major feedback um, in a negative way, um, where a lot of people agree with your sentiment, Jesus, uh, where there was a lot of disappointment across the board about that. Um, you know, particularly, but with them like kind of almost backpedaling about like the messaging. So yeah, I can see how disappointing that is, especially for such a big like character like Spider-Man. Everyone loves Spider-Man. And to yeah. lose him, what I'm hoping happens is that like, okay, Spider-Man, he's exclusive a few months. And then Spider-Man comes out in the other ones. Uh, but he's just a different costume or something. What I'm worried is going to happen is that he stays exclusive. And so then Microsoft says, okay, you know what? We need our own. And they get exclusive stuff. Maybe Stadia or PC gets their own exclusive stuff. And suddenly if there's heroes you want to play, you can't play them. And that to me is just frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like basically you can only play the play the character on a PS5, right? Well, PS4, PS5, yeah. Well, yeah, Sony console. So yeah, um, yeah, which is it's so old school actually. It's very outdated. I don't like it a lot. It, it makes me very grumpy, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Yeah, no, no, uh, seriously, it got a lot of it got a lot of negative feedback. Um, so I I doubt they'll change their tune, but you know that's that's that sucks, you know, in general. The other thing uh, is the. I don't think this one was as bad, but another thing Sony really had to, uh, 
they kind of, I don't even want to say they stepped in it, but that was a controller situation where they confirmed that PlayStation 4 DualShock controllers will only work on the PS5 if you're playing DualShock or old games. So PS4 or older games. And the internet freaked out about it. They were really upset. I but to me, honestly, I think that's okay. I don't, I'm not too upset about that one. Here's how I feel about it. I think it's like in this day and age, it would be nice if that was, it should be a thing. Why isn't it a thing? You know what I mean? It should be a thing. Well, it is, for, it is for Microsoft. It is for Microsoft, exactly. And it is for Nintendo, actually, too. Nintendo used Wii Motes, and they use uh, either GameCube controllers, for crying out loud, multiple times. And all you need is, like, some $20 adapter or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know why, you know, there's no reason why Sony could have done that, but they never have, you know. So, you know, I think the only time they did was a PS1 into the PS2. And... Um, yeah, that that and that that's the only time I can think of off, off the top of my head. Um, but I'm not I'm not I'm not as bummed as most people. Uh, but I I doesn't surprise me at the same time. I did not expect Sony to do that. But then when I pause and I'm like, well, they could have done that. You know what I mean? They, they could have like you know made it a little bit more uh, uh, intuitive that way. But I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm not crazy about these consoles, man. I'm really <laughs> I, I I I'm ready for the I'm ready to be hyped and I'm not hyped yet. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I know we talked about this at yeah. length before, so I think everyone knows where we stand with that. But I just want to say, like, the PS5 controller, it's going to be different than the PS4 controller. And what I think is going to happen is that some of the developers are just going to be like, eh, we want our game to work with the old one. So the button scheme is going to work with the old controllers, and it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. You know? So it's only going to be the Sony first-party games that are probably going to be the big issue with that. Yeah, for so, sure. So at least, hopefully... Yeah, and, and you know what Sony though it, they're so aggressive right now and I don't know if I love it or if I'm worried about it because there was that rumor and this one was unsubstantiated so I don't know if it's true or not but I did read that there was a story going around that Sony was spending up to 750 million dollars to try to do things like exclusives timed exclusives or like uh, power on PlayStation I forgot the new phrase was or something like that Really? I yeah, and this. so that makes me worry that more stuff coming out is going to have exclusive stuff like Spider-Man. Oh, geez. But uh, timed exclusives is nothing new. So I wonder, I'm just kind of curious how they're going to apply something like that. It must be a very big franchise. Possibly Grand Theft Auto or something like that. I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, Or spread out uh, amongst a ton of them, right? Not just one franchise. But, but maybe they're... So, I mean, 750 million. I mean, I doubt they did it over like... 10 games i'm sure it's like only like four maybe two or three key games right yeah there's no way that now that 750 million is almost a billion dollars right yeah that, that's that can't what be i'm right. saying that can't be right they must be crazy man now that i said it out loud why did i even believe that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but you know who knows it could be that sounds like a rock that's what i'm pointed out rock sorry like that sounds like granted thought a level like kind of game but who knows um, um but, but time to exclusive is nothing new you know well, there was one other story that came out, but this one I might defer to you. And that was the Street Fighter and the ESO, not ESO, excuse me, the Evo and, and all of that news that has been coming out. Can you oh, fill right. me in on that? I just know that sure. someone retired. There's no Evo uh, update. Um, Evo is something totally different, and Evo is the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. That's a different topic and nothing really to discuss other than they're not, they didn't have it this year, um, among other issues, but that's not the time or place to talk about that right now. But there was a huge Street Fighter event that was very much hyped last minute 
and they were going to announce a lot of a new uh, information about Street Fighter as a whole, not just Street Fighter V. And what caught people by surprise was that uh, Ono, who's uh, uh, Yoshi Yoshinoro, excuse me, Yoshini <laughs> Yoshinori Ono, I totally butchered, butchered that, but uh, he is retiring from uh, Street Fighter, and uh, he worked as a brand manager for Capcom. And the biggest games that he worked on were, you know, uh, Dead Rising as well as Street Fighter. But he became came into prominence especially with Street Fighter 4 because he was a producer for that game. And obviously Street Fighter 4, you can argue, is one of the greatest fighting games of all time. So, and it revived the fighting game genre. So, uh, on the other end, a lot of people are saying that Street Fighter, because Street Fighter 5 has a lot of issues and they really blame Ono and they think that it's time for the, him to hang up the mantle and have a new generation of you know developers have their hands on Street Fighter and the brand as a whole, and um, which I kind of agree with myself. I do think that Street Fighter has been very questionable in the last several years, um, even past Street Fighter 4. So I'm excited. Uh, so after that announcement, they made the new uh, developers, essentially the new heads, whatever you want to call, of Street Fighter, the new team, uh, took the stage and introduced themselves and also introduced their plans for Street Fighter and already Street Fighter V. And already it just sounds like a very different tone. And it got a lot of people excited. They announced uh, four new characters with one character that has yet to be announced. Uh, they announced Dan, they announced Rose, they announced uh, Oro from Street Fighter 3, they announced Rose from uh, uh, Street Fighter Alpha, and they announced Dan from, you know, the Alpha series. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also Akira from Rival Schools, which, you know, everybody loves Rival Schools, and Akira was one of my favorite characters, so I thought that was very unique. But the big deal about Akira is that, uh, uh, I was going to say Nintendo, but Capcom very rarely uh, crosses franchises, um, except for games like Marvel vs. series. They save it for, like, something like that. So people are especially excited that that these franchises are crossing because it could be a very new like you know thing for this for for Capcom. It could literally be maybe Capcom versus Capcom almost uh, from how many series they have, and so people are especially excited about that. And uh, the new character Dan, the, he's the only one they showed gameplay footage. Again, it, the, it just looks so good. Uh, it looks just very fresh, a different take. The art of the other characters that we saw was also like, uh, especially for Rose, got a very positive reaction. Uh, and people are just excited for movement for Street Fighter. It's the biggest fighting game besides maybe Mortal Kombat. And um, I'm excited for it. The only downside is that, um, and just to wrap it up, is that they are, uh, unfortunately, they, they they communicated a map of what their development cycle looked like of releasing these, these characters and these updates. And with the characters updates, they're also releasing like a new, two new mechanics and balance updates. So it's like wow. this, a lot of stuff. And so, uh, but they're doing it over the course of tw till 2021. Essentially, 2020 is only getting Dan and maybe like a, a one update. 2021 is getting all the rest, the rest of the characters, plus the rest of the updates that they're going to do. Um, so in one end, people are bummed out that it's going to be so long. In the other, they appreciate the communication from Cap Capcom. But the big takeaway is that uh, it's been rumored for a long time that Street Fighter 6 has been has been working on, uh, has been worked on on the PS5. 
And so um, they're just doing this to buy more time for Street Fighter VI. So, um, which is cool and exciting, but we probably won't hear from Street Fighter VI until at least 2022 um, at this point. But yeah, it's a lot of information. It was it was not just a small tidbit. Somebody retired that was big in the in the in uh, as a brand producer, but in the series as a whole. And then they announced all this information for Street Fighter, which is really exciting. Um, so I'm super hyped. I, I freaking love Street Fighter. Uh, we need more fighting games like Street Fighter. Um, and um, I'm excited to see where they take the franchise, especially Capcom right now. They're on such a roll, you know? Yeah, I always tell this story to my friends, but it's kind of funny, like how much we used to play fighting games and how much you especially. I know that's your thing, right? Like fighting games. Yeah. But when we were younger, that was you. RPGs was me. But it's so funny, like playing you so much. Well, I would always think I was bad because you would beat me. But then I play other people and I feel like they're really bad. But I feel like it's because I'm just so used to getting destroyed by you. (laughs) That when they play regular stuff, I'm just like, all I'm doing is like basic combos and they're not dodging and stuff like that, you know? (laughs) And they're like, wow, you're so good. And when they say that, I just think back to like when you would intentionally pick the worst characters to beat me with them. And then you would like 100% move with Vega and stuff. It's so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, Even though Vega is the strongest character in Street Fighter 2, yeah. Dang. But there wasn't yeah, two you beating me. It was like Street Fighter 4. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, Street Fighter 4. Uh, all the Vega fans out there. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited. I'm hyped for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for, you know, the next year of gaming. I'm ready for next gen. Let's go next gen. I'm, I'm, pi- I'm hyped for it. I can't wait for instant everything. I just want everything to be that fast. I just want to start jumping into my games and playings and things like that. So hopefully, I'm ready hopefully. for like that next gen graphical experience. I can't wait with my new TV with everything. Yeah. Um, um, but cool, yeah. Switching gears really quick. Uh, do you want to start talking about, you know? Um, oh, I want to kind of can it can. Do you mind if I transition into like the next topic really quick? No, go for it. Yeah, I just want to take a couple of minutes just for like you had your little PlayStation update, just a Nintendo update. So Nintendo announced their numbers of how well they're doing um, for not just the Switch, but also like uh, their products. And obviously Nintendo is doing absolutely well, incredibly well, I should say. And, uh, you know, Animal Crossing, the Switch being sold out, um, they're killing it. Um, And so they announced kind of out of nowhere, Pikmin Deluxe, (laughs) which is is essentially uh, just a remake of Pikmin 3 um it's pikmin 3 deluxe of of the wii u version so they're just re-releasing it like they did uh, donkey kong tropical freeze and boy, i was excited at first boy did this get negative feedback dude boy, i don't understand got, got, that got a lot of crap um the first so first of all pikmin 4 is still in development let's be clear uh, that that that's, that was announced in the beginning of uh, the Switch's life cycle, but um, people are just freaked out because you know this is a clear indication that they don't have anything in the in, in the pipeline. Things really got pushed back, and they don't want to announce anything because you know there's no timeline of when they're going to release things. So um, I don't know if this was originally part of their plan to release, like, you know, Pikmin Deluxe. You know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but you know. Paying sixty dollars for a Wii U game, I mean, with with no changes, is you know that hurts. Yeah, I just uh, that that I don't know why I expected less, but I was like, oh, Pikmin, that's a a hole in my gaming repertoire that I wanted to fill because people love that game. But man, like, really, full price again for this, you know? Which I should have expected, but it's just things, and it made me not want to buy it right away. 
And we talked about this last week, but man, like things like Mario Party, how is that still not on sale? Yeah, exactly. You read my mind. I was going to say that. I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, Pikmin Deluxe is going to come out in October. I don't know. Nintendo's really dropping the ball. They always do this when they do well. Always. And, um, you know, I'm just, I have that fear that they're going to like do the, do the same thing with the Switch where the console has a lot of momentum right now. And that momentum might be halted with the newer consoles coming out. But if they just release content and or pe- get people excited, and that's great, but like Zelda is not enough, you know. Like it needs more than just Zelda. It needs more than two games like a year. Yeah, but I think Nintendo has, uh, you know, money signs in their eyes, and they're like, "Wait, we're selling all of these Switches to people that literally bought it just to play Animal Crossing. People who probably weren't Nintendo players before. They just saw the whole hype, and now they're like, let's try to sell them all these old games that people missed out on the Wii U." But they're going to buy them again now for full price. Like, it's not meant for people like you and I, or you that played part three, or me that I know enough about it not to want it. This is for the person that only has Animal Crossing. Maybe they're waiting for the next update. They see this and they're like, oh, okay, it's a new game. Let me buy it. Yeah, of course. But also, I think we talked about this last time. I think they'd want to release like new content. So get people hype, you know? And so like Pikmin 3 is like a great, like you said, it's a great way of like testing the waters for a franchise that normally doesn't sell a ton of copies. Um, And with part four coming out, you know, I think that that's a safe bet for them to like kind of see where the game, how the game is going to do. But I have a feeling that like the Switch is right now reviving Nintendo games that aren't normally like huge. And so if they if it makes Pikmin like popular, wow, that's I think that's fantastic for the series because Pikmin three was phenomenal, guys. It's a really good game. Um, I would even say it's a little underrated on the scores it got, but it, it was a lot of fun um, uh, when I beat it back in like what 2013, 2014. Um, but yeah, man, I'm 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 excited to play more. But I I think my Switch is gonna probably be you know in the back burner for quite some time. I think I beat all the games I really wanted to beat on it. And uh, I, I don't think there's anything else I, that, that's coming up for it. Well, hopefully they get their... Uh, you know, I, I haven't touched my Switch in a while. But hopefully they get their yeah. game in it so I can go back to start hopefully playing Hopefully they it. switch gears. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Zang. Zang. Well, that's all for my end, bro. Do you have anything else? No, but I did want to just discuss real quick, let some people know some changes we made to the podcast. Uh, the first big one is that we switched providers. So now we were publishing on our own, but now we've switched over to Anchor. Um, it, it's just a lot easier for me to just upload it and let them take care of all the distribution, which again, we say it every episode, but this time should help with making it get out on time because now they're going to publish it to all the platforms for us. Um, but with that comes some changes, some of them good. Like for now, we actually have a place that you can go and leave us your messages. So if anyone wants to leave any comments about the episode or if they want to uh, just bring in some more information about maybe what they want for future episodes or things like that. They can go to our page now, which is at anchor.fm forward slash the GG podcast. Just start the name of the podcast. You'll go there. You can listen to all the episodes. There'll be linked there. And there's also going to be a leave message button. If you do that, it'll leave us a voice message that we can listen to and we can respond to as we want. Just know that uh, we will probably use that message in an episode to play it. Uh, so that you know we can respond to whatever's happening. Yeah, so that's a p- nice little change. Yeah, that's very exciting. And I think we were uh, Jesus and I were discussing that we're most likely going to transition to video fairly soon. 
So keep out for that, and we'll make that announcement when we make the video. Isn't that right, Jesus? Yes, yes. But when we say transition, I just mean we're going to start doing it in addition to the voice one. So we'll still have the voice podcast. Uh, it's just if you want to watch us, it, the video one's not just going to be the same podcast, which part of it will be, but we're also going to be doing like uh, let's plays of old games and things like that. Like I, I've had the itch to replay the old Mega Man, so I was thinking we could do something like that. Yeah, and any uh, recommendations that you guys may have, but maybe some classic games we enjoy, Mega Man's, also like Donkey Kong's and, you know, Heroes of Might and Magic 3 or something. Yeah, and then the only other change is that we will probably start adding just an ad or two uh, into the episodes. We don't really have enough viewers for that to matter. So for now, I'll just be, put them in the end. But just keep in mind, that is something we're thinking about for the future of just adding a, a couple more episodes uh, or excuse me, ads in there, probably in the middle or the end. Not, nothing too crazy, but just cool. an FYI. Sounds good, brother. All right, bro. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, keep your eyes peeled for any new information, okay? All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening into episode 10 of the GG Podcast. We will see you next week, same time, which is sometime on Sunday. We'll figure out when. Uh, and have a wonderful week. Charmander. <laughs> Bye.